0: This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes. This is the Best Friends Podcast. I'm your host, John Dunn. Today is Wednesday, November the 24th. And that is the first time in 89 episodes that we're publishing a new episode on a Wednesday, not the usual Thursday. With the holiday tomorrow, we knew you'd be okay with it if we posted today so the podcast team can take tomorrow off. And I mean truly take it off. Spend the time with family and friends, our animals, ideally thinking about work as little as possible. It's important that we're all able to do that to recharge, spend time away from the work, holidays or not, because we know that without that balance in our lives, we're no good. We're not happy, we're not fulfilled. We're just not gonna be able to be our best. And the animals need us at our best. So I wanna wish you a very happy Thanksgiving to you and to your family on behalf of the entire Best Friends family. And I'd like to take the opportunity to thank some people here at Best Friends that help make this thing possible, starting with the amazing Kim Claunch. She's a volunteer who gives her time every week to get the transcriptions for each episode ready so the podcast is accessible to all and to my immediate team, Tawny, Amy, Mark, Bethany, Whitney, Kayla, Liz, Raya, Meryl, Jennifer, Jonathan, you know, the network partner team, they're the best around. They work their bums off to produce content to help you be effective in your work. The town halls, playbooks, editorials, program spotlights, it's all wrapped up in an easy to navigate, beautiful website. You know, they make it look easy, but it is no small feat and I am thankful for them. You know, these things are always like, it's a bit like an award speech, isn't it? It's impossible to try to acknowledge everyone without leaving people out. Suffice to say, I have a lot of great colleagues and best friends and I have a lot to be thankful for, including you. Thank you for listening to the Best Friends Podcast, but more importantly, thank you for everything you do for the people and animals in your community. Now on to today's episode. When you think of
1: the best place to work, what comes to mind? Free gourmet buffets and napping corners? Let's find out what that looks like in animal welfare today. Hi, I'm Holly Sizemore, Chief Mission Officer for Best Friends Animal Society, and this is my co-host, Rose, whose job it is to welcome you to
0: Saving America's Pets. Earlier, I mentioned the team that I'm part of here, the Network Partner Team, and all of the different ways that we share best practices and stories of life-saving work around the country. One of those is the bi-weekly vlog, Saving America's Pets. If that's a new term to you, it's a, it's like blog, but it's using video. So someone at some point decided that those should be called vlogs, V-L-O-G, vlog. It's hosted by The Best Friends, Chief Mission Officer Holly Sizemore, and expertly produced by Jonathan Sizemore one of my teammates on the network partner team. If you're wondering the relation there, he is Holly's husband. He's a great video producer. Holly's an equally awesome host, which is evident in every single one of the 36 episodes they've released over two seasons of Saving America's Pets. If you haven't seen it yet, go to bestfriends.org podcast. We'll have a link where you can catch all of the episodes of Saving America's Pets. Go to bestfriends.org slash podcast, click on the link for episode 89. We will also have a link in the show notes for this episode. This week, their guest is the Best Friends CEO, Julie Castle, and we're thrilled to be able to share this episode with you. Again, here is the Chief Mission Officer for Best Friends, Holly Sizemore. Many people
1: get into animal welfare because they want to help save lives and make the world a better place. However, the environment in which we do this is often stressful, and in the worst of settings, can even be a toxic and trauma-inducing. However, shelters and animal welfare organizations that prioritize their employees' well-being and hold themselves accountable to standards that protect both the pets and the people in the organizations are creating work environments that, while sometimes still stressful, leave employees feeling empowered proud, and like they are part of something bigger than themselves. Today, I'm honored to have my boss, Julie Castle, Best Friends CEO, talk about how Best Friends has focused on this issue, which led Best Friends to receiving one of the Top Places to Work awards in Utah, and Julie winning the honor
2: of top CEO of a large company.
1: Julie, thank you so much for being here on Saving America's Pets.
2: You're welcome, it's my honor, Holly Sizemore. Thank you for having me.
1: So how does it feel to have best friends receive a top Utah Workplace Award and you receiving the Utah top CEO for a large company?
2: Honestly, um, I have to say that the award that is the most meaningful to me is the top Workplace Award because it's a demonstration of the entire organization, right, but it is also incredibly humbling, especially to know that this came from the employees. And it wasn't some popularity contest, or it was all data driven, measured against other companies in Utah, nonprofit and for profit. And it came directly from the employee base. And so that is very humbling and it makes me really proud.
1: I know you've been working hard on employee satisfaction for a number of years. And recently, you just announced a pretty significant wage increase for our animal caregivers all across Best Friends. Tell us, why did you do that and what has the reaction been?
2: You know, it's such an interesting thing that I went through mentally. And I feel like years ago, not not that long ago, it was a I almost felt like it was some sort of weird rite of passage. A lot of us who have been in this for a long time, started with direct animal care in some form or another. And so in my head, I had this thing that it was like, well, that's just you know, that's the the way it is. That's the rite of passage. And the reference to frontline employees um, <clears throat> started to really bother me. And Then COVID hit, of course, and I started to uh, really pay attention to what other business leaders were doing during COVID. And one of the things that really struck me is that some of them were really taking the time to look at their wages and say, do our wages match our values? And I just thought, you know what? Ours don't. And not only do ours not match when it comes to our animal caregivers and our life saving team, they don't match throughout the industry. And, you know, our space and the nonprofit industry, I feel like to me, I would love for this to be something that other shelters, other humane societies, other organizations really consider because when you look at the work, that your animal care staff are doing they are doing really skilled work it's really impressive and it's gotten more skilled over the years it says a lot about where you value your employee and how you value them especially this is our work these animals represent the whole reason we're here and the fact that we're paying them the lowest amount of anybody, that's crazy.
1: I know a lot of organizations would love to follow that lead, but we know how it is, very tight budgets, a lot of scrappy grassroots organization out there. What advice would you give to those kinds of organizations who may struggle to think that this would be possible for them?
2: You know, I think it's a great question, and I will will kind of put this challenge out there that I think that there are organizations that if they sit down with their budget and maybe get a little bit creative, making that a priority is really important. So in other words, I think there are organizations that have the operational budget to be able to do this. I think there are a lot of small rescues and a lot of municipal shelters that are on a very tight budget where it may be more of a struggle. And I I would just say looking at it even in a stepped approach or an incremental approach and creating that stretch goal. I'm a big believer and I don't wanna to get too woo here, but I am a big believer in manifestation. And I feel like if you put it out there and you, you set a goal toward it and you do it incrementally, your employee base and your staff will be so incredibly grateful that you're even, that, that, that it's even on your radar. And so I think starting somewhere is just absolutely critical.
1: Clearly, wages are an important piece of the puzzle, but there's more to job satisfaction than just that. How does Best Friends look at other elements of a happy and healthy workplace?
2: So I think, Holly, when I think about Best Friends and I think about our entire animal welfare movement, I think people from the outside think, oh, well, of course, you're you know, taking care of cats and dogs how fun or great. And I think a lot of folks don't realize how incredibly emotionally draining this work is, how taxing it is, that this is a field where we have friends and colleagues and peers and staff that we work with who are making life and death decisions every single day. I know a very few industries that have that responsibility. And you add that on top of the fact that our field doesn't necessarily pay incredibly well, and that it's so demanding, and that I hear from people and over and over again, I don't have time to take a vacation. I can't take my PTO. You know, I'm basically get home from work and then I work. And I keep thinking about this and I think, okay, if we're going to if we are really going to contribute and we are really going to save lives, we need to start with us. We need to start with our own self and make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. And that means mental health, emotional health, physical health. That means taking time off to enjoy yourself and truly unplugging and really just having the um, finding it within ourselves to be able to let go and let somebody else take it for you and knowing that you have the support around you to be able to do that and i think leading by example for me that was a very tough lesson for me to learn but i feel like as ceo by me demonstrating that it gives staff permission to be able to do that too. And it's such an important lesson and one that I just blew off for years and years. But I think you, you only have one life. Is there anything
1: else you'd like to add?
2: We are in animal welfare, we are carving out new territory, like no other field that I can think of a nonprofit. And it's such an exciting time to be part of this. But I also feel like it's a time where there's a lot of potential for burnout, and a lot of potential to really just become very sick. And I've seen it happen to really good friends. I've seen it happen to family members. And I think that I would stress for any young leader out there, older leader or manager to really think about the human factor first and it is that saying you got to put on your you know your oxygen mask before you put on somebody else's oxygen mask it's the same principle here it is a, a an opportunity for us to really make a bigger impact because we're not so burned out and stressed out all the time and i i often say that a healthy a, a happy staff is a productive staff and it is our great honor and it is our great responsibility to make sure that we're not only taking care of the animal souls in our care but the human souls as well and might i add one more thing i i do want to take a minute and thank the best friend staff for their dedication to the the animals, their commitment to the mission and recognizing and really upholding our our core values and principles. And without our staff, without all of you, we would not be able to do what we do and we would not be who we are today. And so I, it is a very meaningful, um, it is a very meaningful point in my life to be the CEO of of a group of such outstanding employees and people and humans. And I know there are outstanding people and employees and humans all throughout animal welfare. So, you know, keep up the great work. We'll continue to save lives, but we got to slow down to speed up and make sure that we're taking care of each other and ourselves.
1: Julie, thank you so much for taking the time and thank you for being such an incredible leader of best friends and you're an inspiration to all of us across the movement.
2: Thank you, Holly. And it's been my pleasure to be here today, but also to have worked with you side by side for so long.
1: Teamwork, man. Teamwork. All right. Take care, Julie.
2: All right. See ya.
1: At Best Friends, we recognize that we have resources that other animal organizations simply don't have. And we understand the challenges facing organizations of all sizes and operating styles. And yet, we also know that any organization of any size and budget can do things to improve their staff's well being and capitalize on a couple of renewable resources that we can all generate kindness and accountability. Because that's exactly how, together, we will save them all.
0: The podcast team, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, Kayla Sebo, Whitney Blyton, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.